sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulpom. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kulpom. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulpom, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's June 11th, 2019. Last I looked, it's Tuesday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are packed today with things I want to talk about. You know, I never script this show. I just have different subjects I want to cover. And it just so happens today, I got a bunch. Thanks for being with us. If you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You may listen and can listen live or archived. We're live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. You just press the button, go to Twitter, Gary Callbomb. You can email me. Just be nice. I was called a maggot this morning by somebody. Because I invoked the military on Memorial Day. No, not kidding. I don't make this stuff up. There's some very weird people out there or some very strong weed. Imagine. On Memorial Day, I honor the military and and, and people who died and the veterans. And on D-Day, and I got called maggot. (laughs) What's the matter with people? Uh, read our commentary articles we post if you'd like to hear it. where you would like to hear it. you would press the money management button press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you our email service one month free check it out convictionleaders.com it's right there at my website garyk.com just press the button boom in no particular order no excuse me I take that back in a very particular order uh, ladies and gentlemen John Stewart who used to have a show on Comedy Central and I must say I never watched it I heard he's funny. I watched him a couple of times, not on that show, but he's a funny guy. Uh, I did watch him one night because he had me on there. He was playing some video from people on Fox News, and I was one of them. John Stewart today, I give a standing ovation to. And this, by the way, this has nothing to do with your money, but everything to do with your money. Remember, you know when they say government spending? No, it's taxpayer spending. Just remember that. Anyway. Former The Daily Show host John Stewart shamed members of a House panel in Washington, D.C. when only five lawmakers were seated in the rostrum to hear survivors of the September 11th terror attacks testify about the need to reauthorize the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund. I quote him, as I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak to no one. Shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country and a stain on this institution. You shouldn't be ashamed of yourselves, and you should be ashamed of yourselves for those who aren't here, but you won't be because that accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. So I want you to imagine this. Okay. I want you to imagine this. We had 9-11. And as I've said here on the show a couple of times, I remember my whole day. I remember the minutes that day. I wasn't hit by 9-11. I, I did not have any close family, friends. I had, I had a business acquaintance that I knew for a few times I met. But I didn't really know him. Easily. One of the worst days in our history. 3,000 dead. But after that, you had these brave men and women 
that went there to help out and got toxic everything. And they are dying of emphysema, of cancer. They got every illness, every disease. These were people that, they, you know what they were doing? They were digging for bodies and body parts. By the way, did you hear the story? A week ago, they found more DNA of somebody and, and identified somebody for a family. So these people went in. They did not have like any respiratory type machines covering themselves. They just went in. So they came out with this fund, and it's supposed to be reauthorized. Now, this has to do with you and, our, uh, you and your money. This is taxpayer dollars. And the question is, do your taxpayer dollars want to go to a raise for Congress because they're asking for one now? Or do these people that are dying from 9-11? Anyway, uh, there's a nine-minute uh, thing. I'm going to post it on Twitter later tonight. Or, or the website, go check it out. It's just nauseating. It's disgusting. It, you know what I think of these people in Washington. I, I don't pull any punches, both left and right. They're supposed to be representing us. They ain't representing us. They're representing themselves. They're not leaders. They get elected. They run for re-election the next day. They're running trillion-dollar deficits. They're spending six to seven trillion of our dollars, federal, state, and local. They stole all the money from the uh, Social Security supposed lockbox that they told us to be in. They can't have an efficient, effective, any type of program. Everything's over budget. Their best friends left politics and became lobbyists, and they're back and forth, back and forth, making a bunch of money. And when they quit, they go work at the lobbying firms or go to Wall Street, who they curried favor with when they were politicians. Yet they can't give money to people that are dying because of 9-11. Jackasses. Anyway. Anyway, the uh, Victim Compensation Fund, a bill, would uh, reauthorize permanently, which would account for the lifespan of all the children and adults sickened by the terror attacks. Simple as that. That's what you're supposed to do. That's something government's for. Defend, protect the people. You know? You know? It's not for sweetheart deals done by all these politicians, both left and right, which I've talked to you about here, name names. That's not what it's supposed to be for. It's for the people. By the people. Right? Not anymore. It's for them. By them. Of them. They're screwing us so bad, I don't even know where to begin. Well done, John Stewart. Big time well done, John Stewart. And just one other note, side note, nothing to do with you and your money. In sports, what a moronic, imbecilic, doofus-like thing that the Golden State Warriors did putting Kevin Durant out there, and now he may be out for a year with Achilles heel, uh, tear that came directly from what happened with his calf. I know sports and injuries and stuff like that. He should have never been playing. You don't, you're don't. you not sitting there for 30-some-odd days and do one or two days of three-on-threes for 20 minutes and then go into a real NBA basketball game and expect good things to happen. And I saw the Golden State, one of the owners, all crying. Like, hey, you should cry. It's the stupidest thing. When I saw that he was playing, I'm like, keeping fingers crossed. I met Kevin Durant at a casino in the Bahamas one time. He was very nice. That's my Kevin Durant story. I just like throwing names around. Anyway, I just had to bring that up also because that has nothing to do with you and your money. But it was on my list of things I wanted to discuss today. And I love when the guilty party cries. <laughs> Kevin. What are you doing putting him out there? All right, up next, the boring market wrap, but not so boring market wrap. Uh, Movers of the day, much more today. 
Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's at. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I am Gary Coltbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Market Wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Uh, big day today. Dow, Dow down 14. S&P down 1. NASDAQ flat. NASDAQ 100 was up because of the, the socks and a couple of names. Uh, socks was up 4. Transport's down 35. Was down like 80 at one time. Advanced declines. We'll call it flat. New highs contracted. Strong move in uh, some of the foreign markets. Uh, Japan, uh, China added some more into the system, all kinds of crap. And so quiet day, and there's nothing wrong with it. I like quiet days. They set up better days, or worse days. But lots of jello moving on the plate. Now, if you recall, I believe it was a week ago, where we highlighted another one of those biotechs uh, with uh, no sales. Uh, and it was uh, $34, and it opened at 3 and we've just been telling you for 20 years, just be, just, there's been a lot of biotechs with no sales go up a lot in price. They shouldn't, but they do. And I've used the comparison that when I started in this business, I was in the penny stock business, we would come out with 10 cent stocks with market caps of a couple of million because they only had 3 million in sales, yet they're coming out with market caps of 100, 200, 300, 500 million bucks on something that's developing drugs that may take years to come out that have no sales and will leak cash. Welcome to Wall Street. Anyway, so that was just another example down 90%. Well, Simaba. Simabay Therapeutics, symbol CBAY, eh, down 45% today. Something like that. Closed at 6, down 5. I'm giving you approximates. Uh, total sales, this company, zero. Came public, 2014. You ready for this? One, two, three, four. They did five secondaries during that time. And they still got nothing. And you know what secondaries are, right? They go to the public and put more shares outstanding. So they still have no sales, and it was down 45% today. They've done five secondaries since 2014. That's all. And again, we're not telling you not to buy biotechs without sales. We're telling you to recognize that you're buying biotechs with no sales. And quite often, over 200 times since we started the show, stocks have gapped down over 50% overnight because the placebo did better than the drug in phase one trials. And we're amazed because I think about five no-sales biotechs have been bought out with like $3 billion market caps. I don't understand that crap, but I don't own those companies that bought them. So again, it's all about picking your poison, know what you're getting into, and just you know protect your capital. Speaking of that, beyond meat, something happened today that does not often happen. The underwriter of beyond meat could a sell or a downgrade on beyond meat. On, based on valuation, uh, let's see. Uh, yes, excuse me. J.P. Morgan went from an overweight to neutral with a price target of 121, and the stock closed today. You ready? Down 42 bucks to 126 and change. It was up 30 something yesterday. Now this they're saying the problem is the valuation. I got news for you. There was a problem with the valuation at IPO also. Even at IPO. Just so you know, this is a company, again, that has $110 million in sales. And even with this drop, it's got a $7.4 billion market cap. 
It's insane. At IPO, it had about a $1.5 billion market cap. That was insane even at the IPO. And I know they're going to grow and they're going to do this, that, and the other thing, but I got news for you. All they do is sell fake meat. You know? And I'm getting some feedback from some people on uh, what's in it and the calories, the cholesterol, and the taste and the texture. Not everybody likes it. I got an email from one person. They said I thought I was eating toe fungus. No, really, I did. I thought he was being a comedian, but he, he made his point. Anyway, just letting you know, that said, you ready? Very often you get these fad socks, F-A-D. Taser was one of them many years ago. Stock went insane. Contract with this police department. Contract with that. I have told you this possibly could be a, another taser. If they announce Walmart or Costco or this place and that place. So let's keep our eye on it, but let's wait for pullbacks. I've been, I yelled it on Saturday when I was in Phoenix. Just wait. Let it set up. Let's see what happens. I know it was up 30 yesterday. Oh, my God. I should be in. No, 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 no. It's not how it works. you got to find what we call strict buying points. And let's see where this decides to go. Could the high be in and that's it? Sure. Could it go to 300? Sure. We'll let the market decide. That's all. But just a very rough day and close on the, on the low. Thank you, J.P. Morgan. Next. Eh, Boeing. Uh, down another f- almost, four and, uh, almost four and a half today. We'll just keep repeating because we get asked that very often. We just avoid it right now. We just think there's more time and more litigation costs possible, all potential, all possibilities. And we keep hearing now that things keep getting pushed further and further out, and a lot of airlines have backed away. So we're just letting you know we still don't see anything in Boeing. By the way, it's trading below the 200-day moving average and the 50-day moving average. And last quarter's earnings and sales were down because of all this crap that's going on. And as I said to you, when, not if, they will come out of this, I think the stock's going to do real well. But, you know, the trust thing... And, and Airbus is out there. And I know this new Chinese company is come, uh, in a big way. So we'll see. We'll watch the stock. We'll watch its performance. We'll look for accumulation so far. Ain't happening. Up next, more on today and whatever else. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor. You're listening to America is talking. Investor's Edge. You got to be big with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. You ready? United Technology bought Raytheon or is buying Raytheon. United Tech uh, was hit yesterday. It was down another five today. They're really selling it off, which means Raytheon's coming down also. Dropped 10 bucks today. And then I want to let you know that Lockheed Martin got hit hard today. General Dynamics got hit hard today. Northrop Grumman got hit hard today. So just letting you know, defense stocks got hit hard today. Uh, Oh, L3, down 11. Harris Corp down eight and change. I don't know what that means. I'm just letting you know I wanted to report that to you. Sometimes buyouts go awry, as they say. Next. So we had this software buyout. Salesforce.com CRM buys symbol DATA Tableau Software. And Tableau Software gaps up 40-something. And all these software stocks went en fuego yesterday on the gap to the upside in sympathy. Uh, ServiceNow down 10. That MDB down 10. Paycom, 8. Workday, 8. 
Got a bunch of fours and threes. HubSpot, seven. I got a few names breaking the 50-day moving average. Let me just say this. Sometimes you just get very wicked action in, in certain groups, and you are getting it with the software right now. And they look like they were breaking up the smithereens last Monday, and a bunch of them got hit hard, breaking the 50-day. And then they just forgot about it in V-shape, move up off of central bank or easier money and off of the buyout. Well, it looks like I'll let you know in the next couple of days. How's that? At the very least, just recognize these are real volatile stuff up here with a few names already breaking again easily. And just watch your P's and Q's. That's the software. Next. There remains, when you listen carefully, a ton of divergences in the market. What are divergences? It's where a bunch of things are not going along for the ride. They're diverging away from the indices. And sometimes that does not augur well, especially when you get more and more and more. Now, we've rallied up some, but as I scan, remember what I tell you. I have no bias when I scan. My mind is clear. My teeth are brushed. My face is washed. And I start scanning. I don't think of names, even though I watched everything throughout the day. It's like a clean slate, a blank slate. And then things show up. I look up at what it is, and I start making the list, and I'm able to tell. These bad. These good. Not enough good. Too many bad. Important areas bad. I can go on and on because there's a lot of moving parts. So... Let me reiterate a few things we've already been telling you, but I must reiterate because we just had a rally up. Small caps. Not even in the same planet versus the large cap still. All one has to do is just put up a chart of the S&P or the NASDAQ and just lay it up against the Russell 2000. Oh, it's simple. Now, don't worry, it's only 2,000 names. Of course, that's sarcasm. We would much rather have the small caps leading the large caps. So this is to be made note of. Very important. Transports, kind of, sort of the same thing. The transports versus, you know, they talk the Dow theory, which I don't. They should go hand in hand. I'm just letting you know the transports are underperforming everything. Now, I do know there's some issues. One of the issues is everybody's worried about Amazon versus FedEx and UPS. I can't rationalize why. doesn't matter to me. It's still bearish, FedEx and UPS. Airlines, still ain't happening. The truckers, J.P. Hunt's at new yearly lows. Now, the rails are better than most, but they've done nothing recently. That's Union Pacific. No folks saw then. They, they're, they're in good shape. But overall, just ain't happening with the transports. The industrials, not keeping up. And there's a group of names I watch, but I also watch something called the XLI. It's the exchange-traded fund for the industrials. So as we scan, oh, the metals and mining, XME. Gargantuan bear market. Got to ask the question, why? Oh, it's because copper and steel prices and all that other crap are very weak. Anything you drop on your foot and it hurts. So there's another area. You catching my drift? Which leads to me to the other part. Narrow. All rallies have been very narrow. If you had a diversified something or other, you'd have a lot of stuff in bad shape. And I'm not even talking about the Macy's and the L Brands and the Gap Stores and the retail, which are doing a horror show. 
but there are some retail doing well. Go look at the XRT. It's the Retail Select Industry uh, Index. South end of a northbound jackass. So just letting you know. Narrow. In the biotech. Hamgen. Near new yearly lows. Regeneron. Near new yearly lows. Right off of them. Gilead. Going no place fast. Just another area. Improving, but still not great, are the managed care. The United Health. And of course they got hit on the worries of, you know, and all that stuff, but it ain't happening. There's no regulation. There's no Medicare for all. Bernie Sanders is going to be in the dustbin of politicians after this uh, election. Stupid communist. So, just letting you know. Gary, you called him a stupid communist. Yeah, I'd say it to his face, too. And I'm a nice guy. Anyway, um, so just the point is, as I do my scan, with no bias... No ulterior motive, no agenda. There's a lot of stuff ain't happening. And there's a lot of stuff still bearish. And there's a lot of stuff big bearish. Big, big bearish. So stay tuned. Utilities, still up near highs. The real estate stock, still up near highs. Why? Because the bond market has crashed the yields. Yields come down. Interest rate sensitive stuff does well. Housing's a little bit better, but not all the names. And they really still don't have what I would call the oomph. They're rallying. They're in decent shape. I don't know if they have the oomph. But most definitely, the interest rate environment for them, very favorable. Semiconductors, very important. They've been rallying up since last week. They better keep rallying up. They're very overbought on a near-term basis. Today they hit... 1440, close at 1418, so maybe today could have hit a little bit of a wall near term. Could have, not 100% sure. Better but on the semis. The financials, eh, ain't helping, ain't hurting. That's been my motto. Look at the XLF, you're in the middle of nothingness. That's the big financials. The uh, regionals, worse. Regionals, not really acting well at all. That's uh, measured by the KRE. Up next, and we'll figure it out. And much more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors at. You're listening to. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Kolbach. Once again, to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, hope you're having a good day. Uh, just want to recap a little bit. Remember on the show yesterday, I did a whole dissertation about getting caught in the froth, and I mentioned the Beyond Meat, and it just all happened to be down 42 bucks on a downgrade from the underwriter, which I had no idea about. I hear from a lot of people, a lot of listeners, people that watch uh, TV, Everybody's talking about this stock because it's gone from 25 up to 160 something, maybe even 170 yesterday. Uh, before you know, again, yeah, it had to be in the 170, 180 area. It is imperative, imperative with these type of things to recognize that word "fad," and you can use that word in different ways. Uh, 
sneaker companies you can call a fad, but I'm not even using uh, like an Under Armour, but I'm not even using it that way. I'm talking about the one-note companies that the market goes wild over for whatever reason, and they turn into these great trading vehicles. Wild action. Up and down craziness. And there are certain signposts you look for to tell you it's over. You know, when Tilray did that dipsy doodle last year and I told you it was a climactic run, you know, we were right. The same thing with the Bitcoin and the coins, we were right. Uh, the Beyond Meat, I don't think, has done a climactic move just yet. What climactic moves do, listen carefully, they serve to suck in as many unwary, unknowing people as possible at the most inopportune time. Meaning, something, Tilray went from 10 to 300. In a matter of moments. And people actually bought it 300 Either knowing or not knowing, it was just $10. They're buying something that went up 30-fold. And expect good things to happen only because it was going up. By the way, 20 to 300 on Tilray. And I get it. Because tw- from 20 to 100 in a matter of four weeks, how the hell can you buy that? You can't. There's no way. It's up fivefold. That goes to 150 in three days. And then you had a final – by the way, the stock went from 150 to 300 the next day, closed it to around 218. The next day, it closed at about 185. In two days, was down to 100. Dipsy doodled around for about eight weeks between 100 and 170, and then you did the slow death, which is normal for climactic runs. So when you hear – the noise so loud, so loud, you have to be even more wary. And I get it. You could have bought it fivefold up in a matter of uh, two or three weeks, and you tripled your money if you bought it and sold it. If you bought it there and sold it that day, because if you didn't sell it that day, you're giving a lot back. That day, when it was 180 and it hit 300, that day. I get it. Ooh, I could have bought something in 180 and sold it at 300. You just better get it. And I know there's somebody asking the question, Gary, this doesn't happen often. You're right. But with central bank-induced markets, you never know what you're going to get. If Beyond meets another Tilray, probably got a long way to go to the upside. But the job of what I do is to make sure if I saw another Tilray or the Bitcoin do the climactic run, you're gone. And just so you know, I was once in one of these crazy moves, Qualcomm. I was in the last move of Qualcomm in 99, around there. The stock had gone nuts, and I bought it, and it doubled within a day. And it moved down so quickly, I ended up with, I think, only a 40% gain in the day, but it was up 100 But the main point is this. Your biggest losses will come from the biggest movers when they top out. Know what you're in. Know what you're getting into. And always have a fail safe. A fail safe. Okay, I know it was 100 bucks three days ago. I'm paying 200 but I am out at 189 a little over 5%. You're fail safe. And you take emotion out of it. You don't put a stop in or they come get you, but you take emotion out of it. When it hits, boom, your order's in. Done. And you don't look back, even if it goes back up.
Why? Because if something drops 50%, it takes 100% to get your money out. Keep that in mind. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Quite a simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children tonight all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.